BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Yes, sir. We live from Wingstop, 50th and O Street. I'll be here till 2 o'clock. Get down here. A lot of people in and out coming to eat, getting some good stuff. And we're giving away three more gift cards. Um, who got that? Andrew? I think Andrew got that. Get down here, Andrew. We'll hook you up with a gift card. And uh, get down to Wingstop, 50th and O Street. But I'm talking to Brandon Stye. Got to get back to this. First of all, Brandon, how's Bryce? Oh, Bryce is doing good. He, uh, he ended up injuring his shoulder. Uh, had an issue with his heart last year at the beginning of the season. It was kind of scary. He had uh, Lyme carditis. Um, was in, uh, oh, he was in ICU for 10 days at Riverside Hospital, which is connected with Ohio State. Uh, so he gave us a good scare. Ended up coming back after the second game, played the season. Uh, third to last game, he ended up blowing out his shoulder. So uh, it, was, it was a tough year for him, but he did graduate uh, his undergrad. He's in uh, – uh, his master's program right now, he's got two years left. Uh, he'll be starting defensive end for Ohio, which I was just kind of browsing through. It looked like uh, the Bears cut Master Teague in, in, uh, by looking at who they had for minicamp and kept Tuggle, who was Ohio's running back. So shout out to him. Nice, nice. Um, their recruiting process, cause just because I just want to talk to you a little bit about this, just because you had, you had a son that came through. Um, if a young man is, is looking at being recruited and wants to go to the University of Nebraska, what would you tell him? What would his the advice be? You know, I, I think, and I just had this conversation with a donor of ours out, uh, lives out in San Francisco. His, his son is a, a quarterback. You know, I think early in the process, you want to get on the radar. And it, I think it's much easier now for kids because of um, 
technology, obviously Huddle, Rivals, some of the services out there that uh, give you the opportunity to put you on the radar, you know, a lot easier than it was when you and I were coming up. Um, but, you know, I think with that being said, uh, getting involved in camps, uh, whether they're satellite camps or they're camps specifically designed around uh, the university, uh, Nebraska has multiple camps uh, in June. And if a kid was wanting to impress or get on the radar, go through their their camp system, the Friday Night Lights, their juniors, um, you know, the high school, uh, there's physician-specific camps. But, yeah, I would start with the camp process. There's also some other things out there that Bryce experienced. Uh, we made the decision to get him in early was USA Football, and that has really evolved into something that has been uh, beneficial. A lot of these kids um, don't necessarily have the means and the resources uh, to fly around the country, go to different camps, and satellite camps, number one, are, are I think, a big deal because they're next to free, if not free. And then also uh, USA Football, uh, they've got a, a, a fairly inexpensive way to get involved, be competitive, and then you kind of go through the process there. They have regional and then they have national camps. So you go through the regionals, and those are um, essentially no pads, and you're wearing a helmet and spiders to protect your, your shoulders. Uh, but then when you graduate into a national invite, uh, that's full padded camps. And so Bryce ended up getting the opportunity to, to be in a national uh, game, which was out in uh, at UC Davis out in California. So he had a great experience with that and then got invited to the uh, – there's a uh, kind of the Super Bowl of USA football. They had it down at Jerry World. Um, we, we decided that uh, I think Bryce was far enough uh, with the exposure and some of the things that he was doing uh, on the field that uh, he didn't need to play in it. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's just when, in the recruiting process, it's about getting your name out there and making sure yeah. that your tape, you send them to all the schools. Not, don't, you know, a lot of times we think that we just need to send them to the big schools. But all right. it takes is one school, just one. It could be an NAIA school. You just need one. And then everybody else, the dominoes start falling. So, um, shout out to Bryce, man. How big is he now? It's it's more of an ego thing. You know, I'm Mm. a Division I scholarship offer. I've got a preferred offer. The schools now, uh, the exposure that you can get um, and the experience and the education is huge. NIL has has thrown a huge cog, I think, into the whole entire system. Um, But – I mean, you see a lot of these kids, especially you look at the draft. And this is, you know, the draft has exposed a lot of guys from FCS schools, FBS schools, uh, kids that weren't on the radar, weren't recruited, and they're getting drafted. You know, it's just a a matter of, you know, the development and, um, you know, being in the right system. Not not every kid's going to land in the right system. That's why the portal, I think, is so important because it empowers a little bit more uh, to the player, the student athlete. Uh, before, you know, you were kind of, you know, you didn't really have any options unless you wanted to sit out a season and transfer. So it gives you that one-time opportunity, um, you know, to make that transfer. But I think more importantly, uh, you go back to the exposure, uh, the Internet and Twitter, uh, those are also avenues that uh, student-athletes uh, can get kind of on the radar. You can, you know, hashtag or tag whatever coach um, and message them, and those guys are constantly looking at it as well. Recruiting departments are looking at that. So there's there's multiple ways. How how big is Bryce now? 
Price is six four two hundred and fifty five. Okay, so just just yep. a solid. I, you guys sent me a picture of him, man. I, it's been a while. I still got yeah. that 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 youth, that young picture. I know, of Bryce right? Those mom. youth camps, Bryson, <laughs> all those kids. I remember uh, Jeff Jamrog. I'll never forget this. He uh, he called me and said, you know, those camps that go through a weekend, they stay in the dorms and all this. And Bryce uh, and his roommate, actually, I think it was uh, Cooper Graham. Uh, they were both sick and. <laughs> Jamrock said, hey, listen, you don't have to go home. You guys can have any candy you want in the snack area. I'll buy it for you. <laughs> so, they, well, you know, Jamrock had to, you know, convince them to stay by using candy and sugar. Uh, right. So, so let's talk about this NIL deal. What, mm-hmm. what, what, dig into that a little bit more. What's your thoughts on that? Is that I, – I know it's in our face right now, but, but what's your thoughts on NIL? Well, I think the buzzword right now is unsustainable. Um, and I've said this, you know, well before July of last year. There is a way, I think, that, uh, you know, it can be sustainable. Um, it's just, it's unfortunate the NCAA sat on their hands for about two years knowing it was coming. And now, you know, I mean, last week the, the, the heat was turned up and you're seeing some of these rules, and it just came out two days ago, um, some of the rules that are set for, what you can and can't do in particular, the boosters in trying to, um, you know, be that arm or extension in recruiting and offering kids money outside of what the institutions are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I think, uh, you know, things are going to change. It might take an act of Congress, which can be forever. Um, you know, the way that they move in, in DC. Uh, but again, you know, one of the, the bigger, think components to this is creating parity uh, across the board. And, you know, one of the things that I look at uh, when, you know, you talk about the locker room and the have and have nots, uh, the dissension that can happen in a locker room, mm. I think is an important part that uh, people don't quite understand. Uh, let me just give you an example. So, you know, when I was in the pros, let's say I'm in my fourth year of a contract, they sign a free agent, he comes in, and he's making twice as much as me just because of, you know, the money that's available and the salary cap that is that keeps going up. Uh, mm-hmm. But after, let's say, the fourth and fifth game, here's a guy who's not even playing close to the standards that I play at. And, and again, it's a free agent that came from another team, gets a big signing bonus. This is something that I never complained about, but I knew uh, certain situations in the locker room where it got a little heated uh, because, you know, everybody's doing the same thing. Uh, the guy comes in and maybe it's – Maybe he's injured or maybe he's just, you know, he got that signing bonus and now he's like, I'm, I'm good. And he's just not playing up to that level. It can create some dissension. So when you look at the college formula, what's happening in those locker rooms is, you know, one player is working as hard and, and playing at the level that uh, is expected of him. He might not be in that, that skill position that makes a huge difference. Um, so there might be some dissension there. Maybe it's the same position and he's not getting paid, you know, nearly – close to what that other person is getting. Again, it comes down to marketability and what uh, the NIL, um, you know, that collective is asking of players, whether it's one uh, player or maybe it's a group. So finding a way that creates um, a little more parity and toning it down uh, right now, Vershawn, it's, it's a system. It's, it's almost as, as if we're in uh, NFL free agency with no cap. And it's a little mm. out of control. 
Uh, and, and it's just that layer of that onion keeps getting dip, deeper and deeper and deeper and thicker. And that's why the NCAA has is, is stepped up and, and not to go down a rabbit hole, but there's multiple things that are happening in these collectives that uh, uh, are really that the parity's not there. Just because of the, the actual, um, you know, availability of, of money in different markets, you know. I mean, Nebraska's unique because Nebraska football, that's all really that's going on. I mean, it moves the needle in a lot of respects, and people are interested in that. People are interested in the student-athlete, and the student-athlete represents the brand. So, you know, there's certain markets that aren't able to do that just because of the infrastructure. Could we have handled getting NIL money? Um, you know, and that's kind of where I think my, my paradigm is at because um, – you know, I think that there's ways, like when we were playing, and certainly, you know, when, when we were done, the pipeline, we took full advantage. When our eligibility was up, I, do, I don't know if you remember that. We had phone cards. We had T-shirts. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, we were going around the state at that time and playing basketball. So there were opportunities to make money. And as soon as we had the opportunity, we were all over it. So back then, you know, I mean, if we had this kind of money being thrown around, um, who knows? <laughs> it could have gotten out of control. And that's, I mean, that's kind of where it's at right now. Um, for a young student athlete, 18, 19, 20 years old, to have that kind of money, and I've said this all along, I said there should be some accountability uh, both from the student athlete and the institution and, and really skin in the game. So, yeah, you're getting money, but you're not getting it all up front. You're not getting that lump. Maybe it's kind of the same uh, formula that uh, when I was a player rep in the NFL, we had um, an issue with, uh, some of the big time names that were with licensing, which is NFL properties and it used to be called the quarterback club. Well, as a, as a union, we needed to get those guys on our side. And um, in, in order to have kind of that strength behind the fight into the collective bargaining. So we brought them over and we said, okay, right now, every player is getting like 850 bucks a year on royalties, right? The collective bargaining agreement at that time, uh, we, we retain the rights to all the trading cards and they still do to this day. So when we got the quarterback club to come over to us, what we said was you guys will get 75% of that nut. The other 25% will go to all the players. So we went from 850 a year and a royalty check to about six, $6,500 a year for every player. So wow. it was, it was shared amongst everybody. And when I say skin in the game, both institutionally and student athlete, let's say a player has an opportunity to make, you know, $100,000. Well, 75% of that goes to a trust, goes into a savings to where over a period of four and a half years, however long they're there, not only are, are they letting that money make money, uh, they're required to take classes and understanding the complexities of money, you know, from taxes to building a business, all those things, and not having the ability to have all that money dis- at your disposal and, and, and be irresponsible with by the time you're done you know that trust is built now however many years you're there right um and then when you're done you got a nice little nest egg uh, that is built and you understand how that process works and you're able to have a little bit of a head start moving into the real world and well, so with this with skin in the game you know there's certain things that are required you know you got to have number one to be eligible right you have to maintain your grades right um, and, and whatever that, that bar is set at, whether it's a 2.5 GPA collective um, that 
that qualifies you. And number two, you have to step foot on the field. I don't care if you're a long snapper or a quarterback, everything in between. One play, just kind of like in the NFL, as you know, you make the roster, 53-man roster, that first that first game or at any point in the season, you're vested, right? So a little bit of skin in the game. There's and Again, there's a lot of ways to, I think, create parity, um, to create accountability, and also, you know, have that player understand that they don't need all that money right now. I mean, they got to concentrate on one thing alone is to get a degree. Now, some guys, they lose track of that. All they see is tunnel vision and not really understanding the odds uh, literally are against them from day one. If you want to go pro, um, you look at the odds. I mean, it's less than 1% of all college athletes make it into the pros. And then when you're there, the average lifespan of a pro is less than three years. So I, I, I totally agree with NIL, and I think the opportunity burden hand having the ability to make that money because it, it might be your only opportunity on name, image, and likeness because that window is very, 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 very tight when it comes to making it in the NFL and having any longevity. Yeah, and then you, you got to look at a couple of things, like you said, taxes. You know, what's that going to look like? Yeah. You know, these, these kids getting this type of money, if they don't have financial advisors or somebody that's telling them you need to be putting away 7 8 10% for taxes, when the tax man come, that could turn into a, a, a just right. another tragedy, you know, yep. that now we got guys, we don't we don't even know if they're going to be eligible because they got some tax right. issues. So, well, I just think it, just it, before we go to break, I want to make clear. So, ABM, which is Athletes uh, Business Marketing, which is our collective, they mm-hmm. they handle all of that for these student athletes. And oh, nice. we also have two classes uh, that are with the business school that are offered. Um, and I'm not sure if it's required or not, but I would make it a requirement. And that whatever that, that three credits will go to whatever your degree is and count towards it. But we do have those classes uh, provided for the, the student athletes to have a better understanding of how business works, how taxes work. And then uh, also we have ABM, our collective, and, and in between we've got, uh, you know, a global leading service, which is Open Doors, which is everything, you know, who, why, where, when, what, or social media. So with all those resources, and we were ahead of the game. With all, I, mean, I Probably I would say most colleges um, didn't have what we had in place as we knew what was coming down with NIL. Mm. Hey, we're talking to Brandon Stye. Throw it to break. Wingstop, live, 50th and O Street. We'll be right back.